Well, I want to welcome you to the Hills Church at home. Encourage you to go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org. Download today's message notes. You can also download the kids activity sheet as well. If you're playing catch up, you can go and download last week's message notes and also view last week's message that we kicked off looking at the miracles uh, of Jesus on the Sea of Galilee. And today we're going to look at miracles, but we're going to title this today, Up Your Priorities. Up Your Priorities. Let me read this verse to start. And it's in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. Solomon writes this, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. I wanted to mention this first because in all of the miracles, in fact, some that we're going to look at today, when God performed those signs and wonders back in the book of Exodus in Egypt, before Pharaoh and before the Egyptians, it was interesting that Pharaoh never had the fear of the Lord. In fact, those first plagues, he pulled out his magicians to create and to, to do uh, to try to copy those things, but they couldn't continue on. But he never had the fear of the Lord in the signs and the wonders that God did. In fact, that's the beginning. Solomon says the beginning is the fear of the Lord. The verse that we've been reading, in fact, we've been reading it for several weeks, and Jesus says these words in Mark 1.15, the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Repent and believe the gospel. In fact, in what we talk about today and the miracles of Jesus and watching it, I guarantee all of us have to come back and up our priorities in believing him for miracles and do what he says, repent and believe the gospel. Jesus mentioned in Matthew 19, 26, he says, with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. In fact, you can go and read the chapter when they were talking about money and the camel and the eye of the needle. And he uses this phrase, with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And we're remembered in Matthew chapter 24, verse 14, where Jesus says, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to the nations, and then the end will come. This gospel will be preached to all the world, this gospel to repent and believe him. Well, last week when we looked at Jesus on the Sea of Galilee, we looked at him telling Peter to let the the boat out to the deep and launched down the nets for a catch. And Peter said he did that all night. We watched two different times that one, Jesus was asleep in the boat and the winds and the waves came up. We're going to look at the end of that story today. And we also noticed that Jesus walked on the water to the disciples. But a phrase that kept coming out that Jesus said to the disciples really is in Mark 4, 40, where he says, why? Are you so fearful? How is it that you have 
no faith. Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? A great word for us in our day today, a great word for us to repeat. Don't be so fearful. Have faith in God. Have faith in Jesus's words. Now, this week when I was doing some research, I found this out. In fact, in the Gospels, um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, if you were to take all of those four books and you were to find the miracles and the healings that Jesus did, 42% of those writings have to do with miracles and healings. In fact, we always know that Mark is the really the action gospel. Mark is 65%. So 42%, the average of all four Gospels, have to do with miracles and healings. Well, the book of Acts is 22% speaking and preaching, 27% miracles and healings. So think of this, the miracles and healings outdo the speaking in the book of Acts. And remember, even in the book of Acts, as they were preaching, this was all new. Peter preaches, right? Um, he's now denied Jesus some days and weeks before, but now he's preaching 3,000 are saved. Peter and John heal a man at the gate using Jesus's name. And so all these things are going on. Interesting, right? 27% more miracles and healings. In fact, it's interesting when we think about a miracle and a healing. Let me read you a, a description of this. Miracles and healing show God's presence and power in the world to show his authority over all things. A miracle is performed either directly by God or through his people. The Bible refers to miracles as signs and wonders, as powers, and as mighty acts. Well, think of this for a minute. The great example for us, if we get our Bible and we read Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2, and we see God speak everything into existence, we see God create everything into existence, and that is a, a miracle, a sign, a wonder that he would say, light be, and there was light, right? We see that. We go and we look in, into the book of Exodus, we see his signs and wonders in his power where he parts the Red Sea. We see that uh, examples of that with Joshua, where the sun stands still. In fact, there's miracles upon miracles, signs and wonders, even as a donkey talk. So we read these things, and the New Testament miracles and healing display God's power and even either confirm or demonstrate always that Jesus is Lord. Think of that. They always demonstrate that Jesus is Lord. Jesus didn't do any miracle or healing without understanding and knowing that it was the Father's will. He talked about that. I only do what I, I hear my Father say. I only say what I see my Father saying. He lived to do the Father's will. Well, let's pick this up in Mark chapter 1. We looked last week at, as the disciples struggling on the water, but it was where they were going and it brings us really to two different um, interesting conclusions of what the disciples said 
about Jesus and what the Bible records as a madman from Gadara said about Jesus. Mark chapter 5, and this is verses 1 through 20. Now they came to the other side uh, of the sea to the country of the Gerardines. And when he, Jesus, had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs and no one could bind him, not even with chains because he had often been bound with shackles and chains and the chains had been pulled apart by him and the shackles broken in pieces, neither could anyone tame him. And always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshiped him. And he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. For he said to him, come out of the man unclean spirit. Then he asked him, what is your name? And he answered saying, my name is Legion for we are many. And he begged him earnestly that he would not send him out of the country. Now a large herd of swine was feeding near the mountains. And so all the demons begged him saying, send us into the swine that we may enter them. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine, and there were about 2,000, and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned into the sea. Those who fed the swine fled, and they told it in the city and in the country, and they went out to see when it was, or where it was that it happened. Then they came to Jesus and saw the one that had been demon-possessed. And he had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who saw it told now how it happened to him and who had been demon-possessed and about the swine. And they began to plead with him. This is Jesus. Plead with Jesus to depart from their region and when he had got into the boat, he who had been demon-possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him, but he said, Go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has compassion on you. And he departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis, all that Jesus had done to him and marveled. You know, there's a verse in Isaiah, and I remember reading it years and years ago, and it never made sense until I read this exact part of Mark chapter 5. And Isaiah says this, Who sit among the graves, who spend the night in the tombs, who eat swine's flesh, and the broth of abominable things is in their vessels. Interesting verse. Well, we pick this story up, and it's very interesting. Um, we've just seen Jesus speak to the wind and to the sea. Peace be still. They've gone to the other side. All of a sudden, when Jesus gets out of that boat, 
this madman comes running, right? And he's a terribly tormented man. But as soon as Jesus comes, he's there. Now, let's get a picture of him. He lives in the tombs. He's got supernatural strength. People have tried to bound him, and he breaks the chains apart. Evidently, either people coming through that area, people coming to the tombs, he has taken control of that entire area, won't let anybody in. They've tried to chain him, but he breaks the chains. And then he screams and yells all night long, cuts himself with rocks. He's completely tormented, right? Completely out of his mind. He would have been so well known. People would have known, avoid this area at all costs. There's a madman there, but immediately comes to Jesus. He immediately knows who Jesus is. Now, did they already meet before? Had Jesus met him? No, absolutely not. He knew Jesus' authority. Remember, he's full of demons. The Bible says a legion, which in counting with Roman numbers, that's that um, that's 6,000, right? 6,000 demons. This guy's uncontrollable. And yet, as we read in the story, he begins to speak with Jesus, and he and the demons plead to be sent out into the swine, 2,000 swine. Jesus permits it, the swine run, run, they go over the cliff, 2,000 die and drown in that Sea of Galilee. Boy, what a difference from just that night before. You know, I read a story, in fact, it was um, early 2000s or 2000, I think, nine or 10, that there was a train derailment and a train crash and 1,900 pigs were killed. And the images that it showed is probably would be important for us, but we won't throw it on the screen. It'd be important for us to see. I mean, it was unimaginable. There was pigs everywhere. I can't imagine them having to clean that up. Now back in Bible time, 2,000 pigs in your herd, and all of a sudden they're over a cliff and they drown and they're dead? Well, that's kind of what we read from the story is the people can't believe it. They go into town. They tell the others. They come. And what's interesting is they're going to want, in a minute, they're going to want Jesus to leave. But here's why I bring that story up today, because I want to look at the difference in who Jesus was to the disciples and who Jesus was to this madman that was full of demons. To the disciples, they were wondering, who could this be? To the madman and to the demons, it was Jesus, the Son of the Most High. Remember, the disciples had seen Jesus minister, had seen Jesus heal, had just been eyewitnesses on a boat, Jesus asleep at the stern. He rebukes the wind and he speaks to the sea, peace be still, and it becomes calm. They get to the other side. Jesus steps out of that boat. This madman comes, right? And yet they just said, who can this be? And yet the madman understands that Jesus is the son of the most high God. It's interesting in Mark chapter 5, um, when the people come to see Jesus, I mean, this has been a miracle. Now this area is free. People can travel. People can come to this tomb. And they want Jesus to leave in Mark chapter 5, 15 through 17. 
right? They're afraid. Yet this madman pleads with Jesus that he can go with him, and Jesus doesn't let him go. In fact, what we know takes place is now this man is sitting, he's clothed, and in his right mind. You don't know how many times when I've prayed for people before that I always get this picture, and I'll pray that exact thing, that we would see them sitting, clothed, and in the reason, in their right mind. No more chains, no more cutting, no more day and night in the tombs. And yet we know what the Bible says. He now goes into these 10 cities and he tells everybody that he comes across what happened to him. Well, what's amazing is we read later in Mark chapter 7, verse 31, that Jesus comes back to this area. Remember, they told him to leave. Now there gathers a group of 4,000 to come hear him teach. Well, they just said, hey, thanks for getting freeing this area, but now can you leave? Get in your room. Now they welcome him back because this man has been free and he went and told everybody what happened and what Jesus did. You know, Acts chapter 10, verse 38, we read this. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. You know, we come back and we look at all of those gospels and all of the miracles and things that Jesus did, and that's where I ended this week of, we've got to up our priorities with miracles and with healings. In the book of Acts, the miracles and healing outdid the preaching. Well, it comes back to us, right? Do we believe? As we pray for people, do we believe? Are we speaking out God's word to them? And I want to pray this prayer over us today. Um, in these times, in these days, right? In the month of January 2022, Regardless of what's taking place around the world, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What Jesus has come across in people's lives, in sicknesses, in diseases, and even in the demonic, he set free. Let me pray this over all of us today. Lord, you knew that we would be living in these days before we were born. And before we ever called you Lord, and before you became Lord of our life, it's no mistake that we are alive in this generation and these times. Since these days are filled with greater turmoil than any other generation has ever known, we need your power and your strength to face these times. I ask for your wisdom to minister words of life and grace to others who are wounded, hurt, broken, and so fearful. I look to you in all things, and I ask you to speak to my heart for the ways that I can get your gospel out to those hearing ears. 
Speak to my heart today, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, it's the most important prayer. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10 lets us know that when we confess Jesus as Lord and we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. It's the first step in our walk with him. If you've never prayed that prayer before, maybe you've been running from God and today's a day of coming back to him. Pray this prayer with me. Dear God, I believe that Jesus lived, died, and rose again for me. I accept him as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for forgiving me of all of my sins, and today I am in your family. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer today for the very first time, oh, reach out to us either by one of the social media venues that you're watching, listening, or go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org. You can click on the contact button. Let us know. Or most important, get a hold of somebody even right now. Tell somebody that you made Jesus the Lord of your life. Well, as we receive our tithes and offerings today, we read last week in Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. But then here was the other part. 10 is God will open up the windows of heaven as we tithe. And then he goes on and he uses this. In fact, last week he says, prove me, test me. And here's the other part that he says. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord. You know, we read about in the Old Testament, again, we read about um, all of the bugs and locusts and things that would destroy the crop. Those of you that have either done flowers or you've tried to do vegetables know there's certain powders, there's certain organic things we do because there's always some type of bug or insects or critter or something trying to eat your crop. God says this that if we tithe, not only will he bless us, but he'll be the one that rebukes the devourer. The things that come along that seem to steal up the money that we've tried to save or things that we have to get fixed, he'll rebuke it. So let's pray that prayer today over our lives in our giving. So Father, as I give to, in today's offering, I believe that the Lord will cause the enemies who rise up against me to be defeated as he rebukes the devourer on my behalf. Lord, today defeat the enemies of doubt, unbelief, and rebuke all my devourers as you have said in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're giving today, you can go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org. On the top, top right hand of the screen is the give button. Just click that. It's safe, fast, and it is secure. If you'd rather write to us, you can do so by mail. The Hills Church, P.O. Box 661419, Arcadia, California, 91066. Remember, you can go to our website. We are doing through the Bible reading plan, the chronological Bible. You can click on that. You can go to the website and you can uh, click on the link to read along online. 
or from the app, or you can download the PDF, print it out, keep it in your Bible. Remember to do that as well. Read God's word every single day. Watch how many times you're going to see miracles and healing take place. And remember this, Psalm 121, 1 and 2, I look up to the hills, but where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. The Lord bless you. Have a great day. Read your Bible every day and remember that he is Lord and that he is performing miracles and healings in these days. Don't be like the disciples that says, who can this be, right? Remember the man, but he understood this is Jesus of Nazareth. He is Lord. God bless you. Have a great day.